This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. In the time of Hanukkah, the war was not fought by brawny athletic Israelite soldiers, but rather by Torah students and their followers. It was miraculous that the many were delivered into the hands of the few. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Hanukkah is upon us. And for many of us moms, this means going into the classrooms to make latkes or talk about dreidels, maybe to teach a few songs or explain what Adam Sandler refers to as our eight crazy nights of fun. To be the parent educator about Jewish beliefs on one of the lesser holidays of the year, it's interesting. When my kids were little and still in public school, they were sometimes the only Jewish kids in the class. This was years before Kwanzaa and Ramadan and Aid were celebrated in the Toronto school system. Back then, it was just a Judeo-Christian society most heavily weighed toward the Christian. It was a time when if a Jewish name was in the newspaper or on the sports field or even <gasps> one of the teacher's last names, we felt like celebrating. In my youth, there was naturally systemic anti-Semitism, but it had been rendered covert because the Holocaust was only 25 years past. There were still a few private clubs, no Jews or blacks allowed. There were golf courses where we weren't permitted to join and institutions where we weren't allowed to enter. But things were so much better in the post-war years, if only because of collective guilt and shame that we Jews never felt the slings and arrows that our own parents had. When I was a teenager, many of my non-Jewish friends were fascinated by the first Jew they'd ever met. More than one of them asked to see my horns. I remember dating a boy in my teens who was European. I remember calling his house to ask for Nikki, and the mother screaming at me, Nikki, no home, stupid Judah! And I remember I laughed in embarrassing mortification, but my parents were mortified. So, in those days, when someone asked to explain what Hanukkah was, the shortcut was just to say, well, it's not Jewish Christmas. It just falls around the same time of year. And again, that was before Dollarama sold blue and silver versions of Christmas red and green decorations and wreaths and gift bags. I wish I had known how to explain to a non-Jew, and in some cases, with my most secular Jewish friends, what exactly Hanukkah is and how to explain it. As most of you know, my husband is a righteous convert. He converted seven years and two children after our wedding day. My late mother-in-law was raised Catholic, and she raised her kids in the same faith, even though she no longer went to church herself. Every year, my husband's family would send Christmas greetings, and I struggled to know how to explain that even receiving a Christmas card felt threatening and somewhat erasing of my identity and of the identity we were raising our kids to be. But this was largely because in those days, I myself had no real Jewish identity. Because when we're secure in who we are and what we stand for, other people's customs and beliefs are not threatening or even remotely problematic. 
It's when you stand for nothing and know nothing that your only identity is. This is what we don't do. In defense of all of this, I taught my kids what the Christian holidays meant and why we didn't celebrate them. I taught them, kids, we don't celebrate Christmas because Christianity believes that the birth of Jesus was the birth of the Messiah, the Savior, and that the Jewish people don't believe that Jesus was Messiah, nor do we believe that God has any form of a body or would come to earth as a human. So there was nothing for us to celebrate here. And I taught them that Easter was the idea that after Jesus was crucified, that he resurrected, rose from the dead, and that Christians believe that he died for the world's sins, and that by believing in this, you're saved. And that this was diametrically opposed to the Jewish concept of how sin is erased, and that if we don't believe that Jesus was God, then we can't believe in any of this, so we don't get to celebrate it. One year, my mother-in-law of blessed memory said to one of my sons, seven years old at the time, Happy Easter, honey. And he replied to her, Grandma, we don't celebrate Easter. We're Jewish. And she said, not even chocolate bunnies and egg hunts and baskets? And he replied, Grandma, Easter is not about bunnies and chocolates. It's about Jesus coming back from being dead. And so you have a celebration. My mother-in-law said, put your mother on the phone. What are you teaching them? She asked me. I said, what you're meant to believe was how I replied. So here's how I like to explain Hanukkah in its most basic terms. Hanukkah is the celebration of two miracles. The miracle of a war won by a very few Jewish soldiers against the mighty Greek Assyrian army. In the time of Hanukkah, the Hellenistic Greek society did not want to kill the Jewish people, but rather to kill the concept of spirituality, of God consciousness, of the idea of the soul. They wanted the world to live body first. Athletics, arts, culture, and so many other amazing things that their society helped to nurture. But they wanted it to be celebrated without any reference to a creator of the universe, without any idea that all that we do and accomplish needs to be elevated to a higher purpose, that all talent and beauty is not an end unto itself, but merely a vehicle to serve God, or if you prefer, godliness or godly behavior. The war was not fought by brawny athletic Israelite soldiers, but rather by Torah students and their followers. It was miraculous that the many were delivered into the hands of the few. And the second miracle was that after the Jews went back into the temple that the Greek army had sacked and defiled, they needed to light the menorah, the everlasting light that burned there. But they could only find one cruet of purified holy oil left with which to light it. Nevertheless, they used that oil, not worrying about what would happen when it ran out, but by using what they had in faithfulness. As we learn in the ethics of our fathers, Perke Avot, it is not up to you to complete the task, but nor are you permitted to refrain from beginning it. Where there is much effort, there is much reward. That oil lasted for eight full days until more oil could be secured. Two miracles. But what is a miracle? According to Jewish thought and through the words of the great Rabbi Dessler, 
our sage of the mid-twentieth century, we read the following. The truth is, there is no essential difference between the natural and the miraculous. Everything that occurs is a miracle. The world has no other cause but the will of Hashem, God. Thus, the distinction between the natural and the miraculous is only one of human perception. We call God's act a miracle when he wills an occurrence that is novel and unfamiliar to us and which consequently makes us aware of the hand of God. We call God's acts nature when he wills that certain events should occur in a recognizable pattern with which we become familiar. So, the Hebrew word for miracle is nes, which can mean a sign. At Hanukkah, we received two signs, in the physical world, through winning an unwinnable war, and through the spiritual lens, through the miraculous burning of the oil beyond the apparent restraints of its physical properties. This week, as you prepare for our season of miracles, can you ensure that you also find the words to explain to kids, to teens, and even to adults what it is that we're celebrating exactly? Because even though most people who celebrate Christmas are doing so as a cultural holiday and not a religious one, let's not co-opt or culturally appropriate something that has nothing to do with us. Because when we make Hanukkah Jewish Christmas, we've actually missed the point of what Hanukkah means which is the freedom to worship as we believe and to act faithfully while still praying for miracles. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.